Hey there, and welcome to this talk about leadership essentials. I'm Jeremy Fleming, and in this podcast, we're going to go over the essentials of great leadership. Thanks for joining me. I want to start by declaring that being a great leader is not a naturally occurring phenomena. There is such a thing as a natural leader. You're going to find these people surrounded by others that want to mimic them and follow their lead. Often it's a certain charisma or confidence that draws others to them, but the signs that show their natural leadership abilities are that they purposefully, or maybe even accidentally, empower and inspire the people that are around them. You can spot a person with natural leadership traits because they're usually the central figure of a group, or maybe the one most of their group look to for decision-making and confirmation. Often, they're not trying to lead, but find themselves with a clear vision of what they want and who they want to be, and that's an attractive quality to others, especially those that are less clear in their direction. These natural gifts can manifest into good leadership, but without training and development, never into great leadership. And that's what we're here to talk about, becoming a great leader. I believe the journey to great leadership ability starts with an understanding of where you stand with the basic leadership traits. These are divided into personality traits and developed traits, each of which can be learned and improved with time and effort. That's where the work of a leader comes in, self-reflection about these traits, identifying the areas you need to improve and taking action to develop them, and then recognizing the areas that you are naturally strong in and developing those to even greater heights. Let's go over the traits and while we talk about them, consider where you are right now with each of them and where you'd like to be in the future. No single person is strong in all, but each can be made stronger through focus and practice. Let's start by going over the personality traits. These are called personality traits because they're about who you are as a person and how you behave, and each of these traits can be worked on and improved. The first one is extrovert. How talkative and likable are you? How easy is it for others to relate to you on a personal level? The next one is thick-skinned. How well do you process negative words towards you and your work and your actions? And what about opinions that you don't agree with? Do you let them stick to you or can you let them easily roll off? Confident. How sure of your decisions and your vision are you? Are you confident from a high ego or pridefulness or are you humbly confident? What about emotionally intelligent? Are you able to understand others' feelings and empathize with their point of view? And are you hardworking? Do you have it in you to put in the work and get things done, even in the face of deadlines and adversity? Are you open-minded? How willing are you to hear others out on your vision? Is your approach to decision-making closed off, or is it open to discussion? Are you observant? How close attention do you pay to what's going on with your work and your team? Or are you just living in blissful ignorance, or maybe wallowing in victimhood? Are you energetic? How much energy do you bring to the party? Are you actively pursuing your passions and getting others around you excited about them also? Now let's switch to the list of developed traits of a great leader. These are considered developed because they take time and experience to gain ability in them. The first is strategic thinking. How strategic is your planning and thinking? Do you understand cost versus value? Do you understand effort versus return? And do you plan for expected outcomes and analyze the risk? How decisive are you? Do you have a solid decision-making process that others can count on? 
Or do you backtrack and make wishy-washy decisions? And what about communication? Do you communicate in a way that others can understand? Are your thoughts and intentions clear to the other people around you? Or do they require continued explanation? And wisdom. Are you using your past experiences to aid in your decision-making? Are you able to pull from the past to guide your path forward? And then loyalty. Have you been faced with situations that test your loyalty, you know, to test your vision or, you know, test your relationships with coworkers? How have you handled those moments? And last, are you inclusive? Are you actively seeking out participation and making sure that you hear from all the voices that are involved? Now, while it's true that no one comes by all of these traits naturally, it's also true that every single one of them can be improved, but only if you know where you're starting. So before we move on, it's good to take some quiet time for yourself and list out all these traits, and then just grade yourself on a 0 to 5 scale where you currently are. Be honest with yourself and take mental notes of areas that you can focus on for improvement. I hope you can discover something new about yourself by doing this, or maybe just reaffirm something you already knew and bring it back into focus. Now let's take a few minutes to clarify some differences between leadership and management. Most leaders rise from the ranks of management positions, and many managers have to play a dual role as both manager and leader, the latter being the most common in my opinion. In this common dual role, it's even more important to understand these differences. Where the manager is asked to do things right and make sure processes are being followed, the leader is expected to do the right things for the business and the employees of the company. These two things are not always the same. A manager is making decisions with a bias towards action and getting the tasks or the job done. Where a leader is looking internally at their past experiences to determine if the decision moves the company in the right direction. A manager typically finds themselves needing to control and apply the energy of a situation to create the expected outcomes. And a leader's going to work to release control and just simply guide towards a vision. Managers do most of their work with directives and objectives, making sure financial goals and deadlines are being met. And a leader works with inspiration on long-term goals. A manager's going to guide their team towards efficiency with a what is it supposed to be mentality, and a leader is going to influence the direction of a team with more of a what-it-can-be perspective. Last and most importantly, a manager ensures and enhances the processes of a company where a leader is going to challenge those processes and question their efficacy. So you can plainly see the motivation is quite different between the manager and the leader. Ultimately, the end goal is the same, to propel the organization forward, but the means to getting there could not be more different. The split role of the managing leader is complicated and it takes a lot of effort to do well, which brings us to our next leadership essential, and that's authenticity. Authenticity is a bridge between the manager and the leader. Authenticity is about the character of your person. Being authentic means that you act in a way that reveals your true self and how you feel. Doing this by avoiding only showing a single side or dimension of yourself, a great leader is going to express their whole self in a genuine way. This requires knowing who your true self is and then humbly working to always better it. Being an authentic person and authentic leader walk hand in hand, and authentic leadership, in my opinion, starts with good human habits. 
These are habits of the mind, the will, and the heart. And these habits are going to open doors to personal excellence and effectiveness. This excellence is going to build trust in your team and in your organization while positioning you as a leader that people want to follow rather than a leader people have to follow. There's a formula I like to use that speaks to this point perfectly. Magnanimity plus humility plus charity equal the essence of leadership. Let's explore each of these on their own for a second. Magnanimity is a habit of striving for great things, not only of and for yourself, but for everyone around you. However small their impact might be, everyone deserves greatness, and a leader's dreams, visions, and sense of mission can provide this through a capacity to challenge themselves and others. Par excellence is the ultimate aim of magnanimity and to always provide a higher and higher level of growth for everyone involved. And humility affirms the dignity and greatness of others. Humility means that you understand that life's not about yourself, not about pushing others to a place, but pulling them into yours. It's about teaching others and not just directing and ordering them. It's about creating inspiration and not complacency or fear. Humility is about working to bring out the greatness in others and realizing that you serve those following you and not the other way around. And that's charity, being in service of others to heroically go out of your way for your team, your clients, your peers, everyone deserving of this equally regardless of status or position. Are we able to put our needs aside for the benefit of others? Each of these being a virtue of the heart, together creating the intrinsic nature of leadership. These are big ideals and you should expect it to take a lifetime of learning and practice to achieve greatness in these habits, just like it's going to take a lifetime to achieve true greatness as a leader. So let's shift gears and talk about how we get there. In simple words, we get there through the continuous development of ourselves. This is another habit, and I think that you're going to start to see a trend here and some clarity why great leaders are not born, but rather made. Everything we're talking about are ideals that require persistence in the forming of habitual behavior. A commitment to self-development is no different. While not an easy thing to do, it is very easy to explain. Just four simple ideas to consider. The first of which is to become a learning machine. Set a goal to learn something new about your job, your organization, your industry, your professional discipline, and even your personality. Learn something new each and every single week, large or small. That's 52 opportunities per year to learn something new, and a great leader's not going to waste a single one of these. The next idea is to encourage others to pursue their own self-development. This is to elevate the level of all of those around you, further pushing yourself to a higher level, making the time and resources available for this purpose to everyone involved. Next, we have learn by teaching. There's no better way to develop in-depth knowledge on a subject than to prepare to teach it to others. Passing on knowledge allows you to find the nuance in the information, and it helps you practice a number of leadership habits while elevating and growing those that you're teaching. And last, we have looking beyond your profession. This is important. Many of the development activities that are going to help you grow as a person are going to have nothing to do with the business that you're currently in. Seek knowledge out that may seem completely unrelated to what you do, and you might be surprised at how positively it impacts your growth and performance. And that's it. Hard to practice, simple in concept, 
become a learning machine, encourage others to learn, learn by teaching, and look beyond your profession. I'd like to move on now to the last two leadership essentials, and I'd like to explain these at the same time because I think they're shared from the perspective of leadership. They are having a shared vision and communication. We are, of course, going to go into all types and levels of information where communication is concerned in other discussions. For now, I'd like to focus on the connection between a leader's vision and communication. We know that a good leader is going to have a vision for both themselves and the organization that they're a part of, but what sets a great leader apart is how that vision is developed and then how it's communicated throughout the organization. Jim Kuzis and Barry Posner wrote this about shared vision in a Harvard Business Review article called To Lead, Create a Shared Vision that was published back in 2009. They wrote, being forward-looking, envisioning exciting possibilities, and enlisting others in a shared view of the future is the attribute that most distinguishes leaders from non-leaders. So I agree with the conclusion that they came to in this article, and that's that while leaders must ask what's next, what's new, and what's better, they can't present answers that are only theirs. The people in your organization want visions of a future that reflect their own aspirations. They want to hear how their own dreams and visions are going to come true. And this is how we connect to communication. Many leaders struggle with communicating an image of the future that draws others in, in a way that they can see and feel. So the part of communication that's most important for a great leader is listening. Listening closely, appreciating others' input and hopes and attending to everyone's needs within the bigger visions. So when building a vision on the basis of the hopes of others, you're easily going to draw them into it and help guide the entire organization into the future that you're trying to achieve. And that's what a great leader does. While there's so much more and an almost unlimited depth we can go into each of these essentials, I'm going to leave it here for now. But I want you to remember to take time and reflect on what you might have learned about yourself by listening today and start to set a baseline for your current place along your leadership journey and take your time and have fun. I will see you all soon.